0: tune in to episode 64 of the video game pals a show where the host and the co-host disappear uh leaving the other two guys on the show to hold down the fort those other two guys being myself
1: and thompson hey it's me
0: yeah so pete and andy are gone again i wonder what they're up to
1: I have no idea, but they're probably playing bad pirate games or something together.
0: <laughs> Sounds about right. We know uh, very well their taste in gaming involves pirates for some reason, which, quite frankly, is not respectable. Uh, and since they're not worth worthy of respect for that, we're going to ignore their existence and put on a better show without them. Uh, nice. <laughs> So a couple weeks ago, Thompson and I, we did a show, Just Us, and it was fantastic. And so we're doing it again. Uh, Let us know what you think of this pairing, this duo, uh, by hitting us up in a ton of different ways. Uh, You can find us all over iTunes and Apple Podcasts, um, SoundCloud, wherever wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Uh, we are on social media at The Comics Pals. You can hit us up wherever your social media is sold. You can write to us at TheVideoGamePals at gmail.com. And we're on YouTube, or if you're checking this out on YouTube, you can leave us a like, drop us a comment, share the video with your friends, and subscribe to our channel. It's free to do and it helps us out a ton more than it costs you to do. So, uh, with that, we're going to jump into the random question of the week. Now, Andy submitted a random question, even though he's not actually on the show, and Mm -hmm. uh, the question that he submitted is, what's a genre that you guys think would make a really good pirate game?
1: Wow, Andy. Um, None. Simply none. (laughs) Easy. That's very easy, because pirates are bad. Um, Just skip this. I am with (laughs) you,
0: uh, so we're actually going to throw this question out, because... It's a garbage question, and uh, the answer is none, because there is no good use of pirates in any way, in any capacity, in any genre, in any media. And they just
1: detract from everything that would be good. Absolutely.
0: So. Yeah, absolutely. So instead, we're going to talk about games that, or a game, that we love that no one else played. Doesn't have to be a bad game, doesn't have to be a good game, just a game that, you know we enjoy that no one else really cared about thompson you got one
1: for sure man um original xbox i remember going in to GameStop at one point seeing posters and ads and stuff for this one game called breakdown didn't know what it was at the time it had tons of ad marketing and all that jazz but i swear to god no one played this game (laughs) um i was one sucker who got it because it looked edgy and my god it was really fun it's 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 uh it's hard to describe because it has a lot of weird shit going on, but um, think of like some really absurd action film that's like part sci-fi, like uh, journey in the center of the earth, but with like you know it's, uh, just crazy shit going on. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have to make sense at the time. But guess what? There's a really good story in there. <laughs> okay. Um, really wild game, dude. It's like I cannot recommend it enough. Um, and the beginning is quite challenging because you get your ass stomped really hard. You. <laughs> literally can't kill the enemies that are coming at you um so you got to just run and it kind of sucks when you're getting through the building on fire and you turn the wrong corner and dude just like drop kicks you in the face and you're dead so fun of the game (laughs) i guess (laughs) but it's so satisfying when you're able to actually hurt those bastards so enjoy it that sounds cool it's got time travel uh do you like time travel yes i Um, love time travel it's got, like, superhero-y kind of stuff. Like, uh, there's a moment where you literally just jump through the ceiling. Like, you, you're you like, ah! <laughs> so, uh, if you like that kind of shit, it's my, it might be for you. Again, it's just challenging in the beginning. Like, holy shit, you're gonna die.
0: Man, I can't think of a single game I've ever played that had time
1: travel. Really? Um, I, th- uh, did you, I think Perfect Dark had some, at some point, of the expansions. Oh, no, there was, like, a game close to Perfect Dark that was... I think it was like Time Shifters or something.
0: Time Shifters. Uh, I, I have not played that, but I've heard of that.
1: Yeah, I think that was the Perfect Dark-esque game where you went around and it was just... It's silly shit like, what if you fought dinosaurs or whatever?
0: Well, I guess... Um, the Legend of Zelda... Uh... Ocarina? No. Uh... Uh, what's it called? Seasons? Did you ever play the, the ones for the for the Game Boy that it was like two... It was Seasons and another one. There, It was like two games, two separate games. There were, there, no, there, no. They were basically... Like, it was like a Pokemon thing where it was the oh, same cool. essential game but there were some different mechanics across each. Hmm. And your progress no, in no, one awesome. could influence the other. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. I, I think one of those had time travel. But... Uh, in any event. Oh wait,
1: you played World of Warcraft, didn't? Legion oh, have time duh. travel or something, or Burning Crusade?
0: Duh. Well, it's 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 time travel, all these things, but kind of kind of different than normal time travel in the sense that
1: nothing you do can affect your timeline. Oh, so you're actually—that's a nice little yeah. you know little cherry on top there right. for <laughs> not destroying
0: your own life exactly. So like. <laughs> You're going back in time, but to a different reality. So there's stuff there mm-hmm. that's not like the real
1: timeline in WoW, anyway. Okay. Yeah, it it does. That if hey man, if I was making a sci-fi verse with like time travel, I'd like to include that somehow, because uh, I don't want to have rabid fans being like, "But what about the timelines?" And it's like, "No, no, it's cool. You're safe." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so uh, I guess my answer for this—I'll be interested to hear if you've ever heard of this game. Uh, it is a game called Fighting Force. Now it's a amazing. it's a PlayStation game. Also was released on the Nintendo sixty four. Uh, it's it's a it's a beat 'em up uh, single player multiplayer game in the vein of Street Streets of Rage or any of those kind of games. But it's, mm-hmm. it came out on a PlayStation, so it's in 3D. Or, well, in a 3D space, you know, 3D playing. Yeah. Um, it's a it, it's not a great game by any means, but it's a very fun game, or at least I had a blast with it. Um, my brothers and, and I we used to play this game all the time, and uh, you can use, like, rocket launchers, and there's destructive elements. Yeah. You can blow up cars. <laughs> One of the characters can pick cars up, and throw them you can beat cars with your fists or with weapons and the tires come off and you can use the tires to throw at people you can throw Damn, the engine dude. at people from the car oh, there's branching paths so like let's say you come up to a fork in the road you can determine which way you go and that changes the game that determines what bosses you fight uh and stuff like that
1: Jeez. yeah
0: so it's a it's a very cool game in that respect uh, it didn't get reviewed particularly well. I looked up the reviews for this segment. Um, uh, IGN gave it a 5.5 out of 10. Uh, mm-hmm. Gamespot gave it a 5.3 out of 10. Uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly was nicer to it, gave it a 7.6 out of 10. And the official PlayStation magazine
1: gave it a three point, a three five a three out of five. So it's not too bad. It's okay. It sounds ambitious, man. It sounds you know like they tried a lot. So
0: yeah, it's it's a fun game, uh, but it definitely has its problems. I could play it right now and have a blast.
1: You know, you just reminded me of a fighting game that no one else has probably played that I played, uh, Marvel Nemesis: Rise of the Imperfect. Wow, man! Yeah, wow! Oof. you got that one? I know. Yeah. I didn't
0: play that. I thought it looked stupid. Oh,
1: I have that wow. on PS2. It's it's ridiculous like it is you, you were talking about smashing cars and stuff and i was just thinking about that where you can like chuck cars at people and shit so wow. um yeah really weird game they actually made like five new characters yep. like just for that game yep. and they're all like really neat except for like one of them is just kind of lame but whatever I remember that. they're you know they're they're fucking fun that game that game is really fun it's very unbalanced though i've heard <laughs> like, that holy yeah crap. you
0: enjoyed it though
1: I mean, I loved it because I I don't think I played it multiplayer ever with like anyone. Right. You know, I beat the storyline like with every character, and, and I did like you know skirmishes or whatever with AI. But but uh, there is there's I remember one character that is uh, decidedly just like OP is beyond hell. And even so, like other characters are pretty tough. There's one guy I know you can just like rush people down constantly mm-hmm. and they can't get up, and you can just run into him like constantly.
0: <laughs> Dude, that sounds crazy. I would love to play that just just because it's a gap, I guess, and like. You know, yeah,
1: yeah. Like hey man, I got I got no PS2 anymore, but if you can find one that wants to play this game... I have a
0: PS3 that plays PS2 games. Son of a bitch, mine
1: broke. Oh, <laughs> man. Mine broke a year into having it. Wait, but they, you, you didn't send it in? At the time, I did, and then they broke it again, so...
0: Dude, that happened to me. And so what I did mm-hmm. was I just kept sending it in, right? Until they oh, finally yeah. sent me one that I've been able to ride with since then.
1: I... I think after two years, I stopped, and at that point, I was on the 360 with all my friends, Uh-oh. so I just kind of, you know, wait till, I was like, eh, I can't, swear $50 every time, these jerks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I stopped. Well, my,
0: my uncle, who's, who, uh, you know, he's the one that got it for me and everything, he was pissed that it kept happening, and so it mm-hmm. became his, like, motivation to make sure that, like, he kept sending it back until they sent me something that worked
1: yeah tell me i was pissed too i mean i bought a launch day ps3 with that you know ridiculous price yeah, tag and yep. uh then when i wanted to go get a new one they were like yeah they don't play backwards compatible anymore and it's like okay and that, <laughs> right and that was uh, the big
0: reason why i kept doing it too is because i could have mm-hmm. just gotten a new one but i would have lost out on that and i always felt even then that that was something that needed to be had that the backwards compatibility yeah was super yeah
1: important Well, for that system in particular, because, like, the PS2 was so old and, like, getting one that, you know, they weren't expensive, but it was just, like, it would be nice to have it all in one system. Right, (laughs) yeah. You
0: don't want to have your PS2 connected when you have the superior console just right next to it. Yeah. And and, and now now I have that exact situation going on. I have the PS4 and the PS3 right next to it because (sighs) the PS4 can't play the old games. So I, I didn't avoid the situation anyways, but at least I still have a working ps3 that i can plug in at any time and you know play whatever i want to play so
1: damn yeah well uh we're gonna play that if we ever have a chance yes that game is a blast yeah (laughs)
0: we'll have to get together to do that and it's marvel yeah exactly uh so let's jump into the news all right cool uh so the first bit of news is that there's a new digimon game coming out uh that is a survival simulation rpg called Digimon Survive, uh, and it's coming out for the Switch and the PS4.
1: I'm having flashbacks to Metal Gear Survive. Just slapping that word on a game makes me think bad things.
0: (laughs) So what what is a survival RPG?
1: I would assume, like, hardcore mode in Fallout New Vegas, kind of. Like, it's an RPG at its core, but you gotta still maintain, like, you know health you know uh, uh, hydration kind of stuff uh, uh i don't in the context of digimon i, I don't know what that means if it, if it's going to be like food for the digimon i don't think they even eat you know like they're digital right you know, they do like, eat actually uh, wow i don't remember yeah. <laughs> i watched the first Digimon, and that was all i'd watched. So, so in the
0: original digimon game called digimon world for the playstation 1 uh, mm. it, it's sort of like a Tamagotchi type of simulator okay. game. Yeah, and yeah. you gotta feed them, and you gotta provide them a place to go to the bathroom, and all this jazz. And in the show, they eat like ravenous pigs. Um, mm. So, so let's read a little bit from the actual article to see if we can gather what kind of game this is gonna be. So it says the protagonist of Digimon Survive is a boy named Takuma. Momotsuka, a second-year middle school student who is suddenly transported from camp to a dangerous world where life-threatening monsters wander about. Together with his partner Digimon Agumon, he will boldly face his severe situation and embark on a survival adventure in order to return home. Okay, sounds like a pretty standard story, right? Now let's talk yeah. about the, the, the what happens in the game. Your choices affect digivolution and the story. The choices you make during your adventure will change the development of the story, as well as the monsters you can digivolve during battle. There are various possibilities. While conversation scenes use 2D illustrations, they are depicted with 3D-esque spatial presentation. Explore another world. The keys to the story are hidden at various points on the field. Point, at cli- point and click at locations of interest to investigate. Simulation battles where choice determines victory. Move your Digimon partners around the field and fight against enemies. During battle, energy is used to perform actions, including Digivolution. Skillfully utilizing your energy is the key to victory. So that's all they provide as far as information. Uh, What do you make of that?
1: Hmm. Not sold on that point-and-click section idea, Um, but, you know, that sounds neat enough. Like... I, I'm a sucker for, you know, games like hardcore games or, you know, survival games or anything like, you know, that w- wants to challenge you. So, like, it depends for me, like, how, like, su- much survive they want to put into this, you know. Um, it, it sounds, it's, it sounds like, you know, any other game just Digimon skinned, which is, like, interesting. Yeah. See, like, more about it before, like, um, I, like, put my thumbs down on it, you know.
0: <laughs> it sounds very, very similar to the original Digimon game. Uh, i'm surprised how much it sounds like it to me
1: yeah Uh, i think that was the only one i played too
0: yeah because in that one forever ago in that one it's very similar in that you have to monitor your energy in order to do things in battle yeah yeah, Uh, and you do control your digimon running around the, the battlefield and stuff you give them orders and whatnot so it sounds very similar in that respect uh and and also it has the survival element of your digimon can actually just just die
1: yeah okay well that i remember that now yeah so
0: So, that's fun so that's kind of cool we'll see how it plays out
1: yeah um honestly i haven't played one since the first one i can't even remember how old that was so like if it's was on the switch right if it's if it's anything uh to any sort of praise for it i'm probably gonna enjoy it because you know um it's the switch if it's Those praised at all you'll get it i'll probably honestly get it i'm like hungry for switch games you know and it's just like i want something that's like i don't know like i want something like this but there's nothing else like this on the switch for me right yeah. now so like this is kind of the first one to like hit that market for me like especially if they keep like them dying in like, i hope i hope they do because mm-hmm. uh you know I, I like permadeath systems honestly i think they're fun like fire emblem had a bunch of that and and it's like the one thing I really liked about it the most. So,
0: yeah, uh, I I'm hungry for a Digimon game actually. So if it's been a long time, yeah, for me I haven't played a Digimon game, a new Digimon game since 2000 and what 2003. Digimon World Three was the last Digimon game that I that I got, so
1: Digimon's uh, before that even whatever the first one was, <laughs> whatever year. Yeah, I was a wee lad, you know. If
0: Digimon World Three came out in 2002. Uh, so that's that's the last new Digimon game that I picked up. And then Digimon World came out in 1999.
1: Cool. I probably played it, like, in 2000. So, yeah, almost 20 years <laughs> wow. ago now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Were you yeah. were
0: you a fan of Digimon as a kid?
1: Yeah, surprisingly. Like, Pokemon Digimon came out, like, for me, and, like, my life came out at the same time, you know. And, like, I had both cards for both systems, you know. Like, I liked both games. I liked both shows. Um The Digimon show, like, never got traction amongst, like, my friends when I was younger. So, like, I was kind of the only one who watched it, and that's sort of why, like, it petered out. But, like, you know, I always liked the card game, at least. I thought that was pretty fun. Did you know how to play that card game?
0: Because I I I bought all the cards, and I had all the shit. I could not figure out how to actually
1: play that card game. It took me, like, a while, but yeah, I did figure it out. Like, right now, I can't remember, but I remember... um, figuring out how the evolutions worked and that was like really fun because you could like it didn't necessarily have to be what like was established in the show yeah even so a lot of the cards were like crossovers so you could do some really weird shit where it's like if everyone knows that you can evolve into one other thing but they forgot that that's like oh this guy can actually turn into something else it was kind of fun being able to like uh trick people you know and like put things down people were like oh i gotta i gotta stop this thing from you know this is gonna turn into I know this this strategy, and then you're like, well, I can turn into this other guy, haha!" Um Especially along the way that the mid-evolutions could switch up, too. So, you're starting Digimon were really fun to place in that you could, like, branch paths from them, you know? So, it was fun. Um, I don't know if it was balanced or not. I was a kid, and I I really hate to say it, but, like, I really won almost every time I played that game, but probably because I understood it, you know? Yeah, like I said. <laughs> I don't said, think anyone's fully did. I was a kid. I played,
0: I played Yu-Gi-Oh! I played Pokemon, the card games, the Digimon card game. I bought it, and I could not figure out how to play it, so the fact... I couldn't
1: figure out Yu-Gi-Oh! You so. couldn't figure out Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah, for real. It was the same as the show, pretty much. I didn't understand the show either, oh. man. I that was the weirdest shit to me. They were always flashing numbers on the screen and people were just like, I pull this card on my button, this thing happens, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I
0: I I don't know. I just I still have some of those old Digimon cards, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And
1: I just I I, I found them the other day, actually, for me oh, too. Wow. I have like one one deck left over. Um, for whatever. You know, I don't I don't really know now what I'm gonna do with it, but I have it. Hell man, I got Gundam Wing trading card games. There's a battle game from Gundam Wing that has uh just, like, two factions in it. That's pretty cool. And it, it, it was, like, only, like, one year that it ran. And I actually have, like, two decks from it. Uh, really stupid game, but I played it with my friend. So, it's just stupid, like, card games from back in the day. I had all of them. Yeah, I man. couldn't figure out Yu-Gi-Oh, all of them. That is so. crazy.
0: And Yu-Gi-Oh is, like, mm-hmm. the only one of those still around. Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, uh, Pokemon I didn't even play. I just, no one wanted to. Play. They just wanted to have the cards.
0: Wow, dude, I used to. Man, I used to hustle Pokemon cards when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, right. I tried, but no one wanted to because everyone was just like, "No, I want my Ponytales." I was like, "It's stupid ponytail, Like, get over it." <laughs> everyone in
0: my school played, and I, I would, I would buy. I used to get a lot of packs, and I would like mm-hmm. get packs, open them, keep whatever I didn't have, and then all the duplicates that I had, I would like put them into uh, one uh, like plastic. You know, the container you put your nice cards in so they don't get dirty? Yeah. I would put them in there, and then I would sell those packaged for, like, a dollar. I would sell that with seven cards in it. Nice, yeah. I used to yeah. sell those all day long.
1: I mean, like, I did something close. Like, I would just get, like, all the crappy ones, and I'd sell them for, like, a quarter or something. And then by the end of the week, I'd usually have, like, five bucks. Yeah. Because it was just, like, back then, quarters were, like meh but like also kind of good you yeah know? like i still love quarters i still love pennies i don't really care but money's money but even back then people were just like yeah i'll, I'll spend like 75 cents because it's just seventy-five cents but then it adds up and after like four or five days of, of the week i'd have five dollars and then I, I was surprised how much people were willing to throw away on like dumb things you know I was like here take oddish for a quarter like yeah man. <laughs> people want it i guess yep i don't know yeah pokemon was a problem in my school too because everyone had the game boys and uh, they had to like ban them at one point. Happened
0: in my school as well. I'm pretty sure that in '97 or whatever, '98. Yeah, that was like that's what, what was happened.
1: Happening. Yeah, yeah, it was like eighty fucking percent of everyone was whipping out Game Boys <laughs> all the time, and it didn't matter who you were. Oh, yeah. Everyone had a get... Game- it was just so much Pokemon, I'm,
0: and like kids weren't doing shit. I'm pretty sure I got my Game Boy taken at some point, point. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and I just it was just nonstop. So totally, yeah, totally. And then they let the fucking cable out for the link, and yeah. everyone was like hiding, like trying to between desks do like yep. cable links. Yep. <laughs> absolutely. And it was so obvious, but everyone was just like, "Oh man, like link my my Game Boy over here, like no one's gonna see this wire between our desks." <laughs> so speaking of uh,
0: Nintendo, oh no, that's okay. Uh, that's that's some memories. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nintendo is suing two ROM sites. Uh, so Love ROMs and Love Retro are two of the most Popular sites for downloading ROMs, Um, they're being sued now by Nintendo, Uh, and so uh, I'm going to read a little bit from a torrentfreak.com article um, regarding this entire thing. So, through, through the lawsuit, which also lists a count of unfair competition, Nintendo hopes to shut both sites down. The company requests statutory damages of $150,000 per infringing Nintendo game and up to $2 million for each trademark infringement. This means that with more than 140 copyrighted titles and 40 trademarks on the record, theoretical damages could go up to a staggering $100 million. Nintendo further requests a permanent injunction ordering the sites to stop their infringing activities while handing over domain names to the game publisher. At the same time, Nintendo wants the operator of the sites to reveal the sources for the infringing ROMs. So, Jeez. this is interesting to me.
1: Yeah, this is very interesting because 100 million. There's
0: a couple there's a couple reasons why I find this fascinating. ROM sites have existed forever. Uh, I've, I've always known about them way before I even knew how to use them. I knew that this was a thing and, Mm -hmm. um, Nintendo has a history of coming after people for weird things. Not to say that this is weird. They're well within their rights to do this. It's just interesting that they're choosing to do it now, given how long ROM sites have existed. I'm wondering if this is, if this has anything to do with what they've
1: been doing recently with these, um uh mini consoles so the you know yeah 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 i i um, same vein man like this this has like I, I think i mentioned earlier just to you that i was playing some stupid dvz game from this nest i downloaded i was like 10 Yeah, you know, like this stuff has always been around even before you know like youtube or anything people you know th- this this was very consistent and now in 2018 to be like this is the point where we're drawing the line seems a little weird so i mean it obviously impacts sales but when there's no game out there that you could get until these minis came out, I guess they didn't care, you know? But, like, now, hey, you can get some of these games. I I didn't cross, like, check the list, but I'll bet that some of those games were on the minis, you know? Like, there's there's no way that Nintendo right now decided, like, this is this is the reason we just feel like ROMs are, are bad in these two sites. Like, no, they're probably just cutting sales that they see. And... If they start going for other sites like that, start doing I don't know like 64 ROMs and stuff, yeah. like we'll know that we're getting <laughs> the 64 is like on the way, you know, or it's here and and um, you know that they're they're tightening the, the grip on it, like like you said too, they're they're well within their rights. Um, it, it's just interesting that they decided right now was the time to do it, considering like this isn't gonna stop it for sure, and it's a night it's a huge warning, right? But this is definitely not gonna stop Ron's. like you you'd have to fight eternally <laughs> someone's always gonna mirror something or put something up eventually exactly. that is not a battle that they want to go too far into like up to a point, um, it's gonna be fine, but like you know, let's say they do this four or five times in a row, like they're gonna start getting negative just from the fact that like you're going crazy suing people what are you doing you
0: know (laughs) well the music industry learned learned the hard way that you really cannot beat this Uh, yeah
1: that's what i mean like it's gonna be there now it's it's got its feet in the ground you can hurt it you can never get rid of it it's it's and 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 you can do damage to it for sure and send warnings and maybe someone won't do it now because nintendo's suing them right someone's like oh should i have all these (coughs) wrongs i'm up maybe but more than likely than not, there's going to be twice as many people now just in response. And
0: and the smaller you know websites that do this, you know they're they're probably not at as much risk. You know, sure, they're,
1: yeah, like you know,
0: this is a this is a warning shot, I think, to a lot of those smaller websites. But again, how much time would it take for Nintendo to find and sue all these different websites that do this? And then even when they do that. There are torrent websites that, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just it's way, way There's too difficult.
1: Backups of backups with mirrors, yeah. and you're just... I, I would be impressed if they did, like, serious damage. They'd have to hire an entire department of litigation just to start doing something, like, to really take this out. Um, yep. So, yeah, like, definitely a warning shot, man. You know? Yep. Big numbers, though. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot of damage per title, and... Pushing like a hundred million is uh, nothing to scoff at. I'm almost positive those sites don't have that kind of oh, money. Oh no,
0: they're done. They're they're done.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's also strange to like not strange, but interesting to me that they want to ask for the sources because it seems like salting the wound a little. <laughs> you know, it's like asking someone to squeal. You know. Well, that yeah, they're asking them to
0: to tell, and they're a- mm-hmm. they're asking because that's going to help them in their minds eradicate this completely they're also asking for the domain names which is interesting
1: yeah like they run and just like wipe it out Yeah, I can see from this one case at least for these these two places it's it's very uh, they drop the hammer you know it wasn't a soft one either not at all so
0: uh, rest in peace to love roms and love retro Uh,
1: I guess get them on you can (laughs) yep
0: yep uh, so, in other news, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters has overtaken Street Fighter V as the biggest game at EVO. Cool. Yeah, so... I
1: still don't own it, but I love it.
0: So, uh, EVO, and, and what this means is just talking about the amount of entrants into each individual tournament. So, uh, this year at EVO, they're hosting Dragon Ball Fighters, Street Fighter Five, Tekken 7, Smash 4, Smash Melee, Blast Blue, uh Cross Tag Battle, uh
1: Oh the new one, okay. Uh
0: Guilty Gear uh and Injustice 2. So uh that's a good slate of games. Most of those all those games are good games. Um The interesting thing is that Dragon Ball Fighters didn't exist last year. And so it came out this year, it's overtaken Street Fighter. Normally Whatever the Street Fighter game is that's out at the moment, uh, would like the newest one is the biggest game in, mm-hmm. and this that is not the case this year. Street Fighter, f- uh, Dragon Ball Fighters has, f- uh, two thousand five hundred and thirty uh whereas Street Fighter Five has two thousand four hundred twenty one entrance, which is down, uh, from twenty six hundred entrants last year. Now a wow. missing piece of data. From this conversation. Is that. Street Fighter 5. Has a bad rap right now. Uh, lots of people are down on the game. Uh, where it is where it is right now. Just in terms of competitiveness. And character balance. It's, it's not a good place. And people are very unhappy. So I think that. Even though Dragon Ball Fighters Is a new game that's being received very very well. I think ultimately. The fact that it overtook. Street Fighter has more to do with where Street Fighter Five is as a game than with anything that Dragon Ball Fighters has done.
1: I mean, it's fair too. Like, I think the cross tag battle. I mean, that's that wasn't there last year, right? And is, is there anything else that came out too? That's the only one. So those two. I mean, like, you know more about Evo than me. Do you think it's fair to say that those two together pulled any numbers out of Street Fighter Five? Maybe. Uh.
0: Like, not BlazBlue because pe- so there's not a lot of crossover between people who play games like BlazBlue and people mm-hmm. who play games like Street Fighter. Uh, okay, that's kind of its own ecosystem. Now, of course, so
1: like the arc, the arc systems and Capcoms don't really right, mix. right. I think Street uh, Dragon <laughs> okay. Ball Fighters took
0: that. I think that game took people because that okay. game plays very similar to Marvel versus Capcom, and yeah. obviously. People who love Capcom games love Marvel vs. Capcom. Um, that makes sense. But again, I think that the biggest contributor is that Street Fighter V has a bad rap right now. That being said, though, it still has 2,400 entrants, which is almost 1,000 more entrants than the next game, which is Tekken 7 okay, yeah. at 1,500.
1: Oh, yeah. So, so there's still, like, just basically top dog even though fighters came in hot right you know yeah there's still a thousand over oh yeah that's really interesting yeah. yeah
0: um and so you know i i i don't think that this means a lot uh but it's an interesting wrinkle in terms of where fighting games are at right now uh capcom has been the top dog as far as fighting games for a long time but if you look at this list what's missing the new marvel uh, versus capcom infinite is not on this list uh really that game yeah wow i didn't even think
1: about that so is that just like dead it's a dead or
0: really it's a dead game capcom mishandled the release of that game so badly i didn't even know that they were capable of handling a game that badly uh the graphics were very sort of weird uh the fighting game system itself was very good uh and you know it was it was a very good game and enjoyable game in that respect so many people couldn't get past the graphics um mm. and the roster at release a lot of people weren't happy with it it was very um, felt generic to be honest it just had a lot of characters that you know you expect yeah. to be there um not a lot of surprises and it had no x-men at all
1: yeah i remember um when that was coming out, they had the demo for it, and uh, I absolutely loved the Last Marvel vs. Capcom, and two was like my favorite one of all time, pretty yeah. much. Uh, like almost any fighting game, I don't know if I like even more than that. But the last one, I didn't even like the demo really, and you know? I was like, "Yeah, it's a demo, but like I don't know, something about it didn't do it for yeah. me." Um, so like I just thought that was me being picky, but like to hear that it's like like dead, you know, like it that's that's weird, you know um i didn't think it would be that dead
0: capcom themselves have stopped supporting it so wow it's, already yeah, it's it is Jeez. actually a dead game there will be no more patches there will be no more wow. balance that's it they re- that's it's only like a year old yep. that's crazy yep they released uh a couple character packs and then they called it
1: it's not it's it's i don't even
0: think it's a year old
1: i didn't think it was either but i it had to be, like, like recent enough. I just remember it coming out, you know? Oh my god. Marvel
0: vs. Capcom Infinite dropped in 2017. September 19th, 2017. So, so it's, it's
1: just it's, barely. It's, it's it's
0: Yeah, it's almost a year
1: old. That's insane. And it died. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> wow, RIP. Yep. I, had, I had no idea. Hey, it went something every day.
0: <laughs> yeah, they screwed up big time with this one, and unfortunately, it it, uh I think it hurts the chances of us getting another one
1: yeah I think so man yeah. like it, you you know like I remember you probably remember the better than me but I remember um, Street Fighter coming out with a little bit of like kerfuffles you know people something whatever reason yeah. they weren't happy with it and to hear it's got a bad rep now and then on top of that their other game tanked and it's just like that sucks you know like that sucks two games because I know even recently we were talking about the Resident Evil remake and it's just, like, I can see now more why, like, Capcom, making all the money they did, record profits, and all that, wants to keep it going, because, like, they have these problems that I wasn't aware of, you know?
0: Well, and, yeah, exactly, and I wanted to bring that up when we were talking about it, but I wasn't able to. But the thing is that they're going to learn the wrong lessons from this, inevitably, as these companies seem yeah. to do. The The mm-hmm. problems... Are, it's not that people don't want to play these games. People desperately oh, want to they- play
1: Absolutely. The yeah. problem
0: is that Capcom is 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 just screwing up the way Capcom tends to do, and they're not giving us the experience that we want to have. And so as a result of that, uh, people are not buying. But they're going to think that we don't want it. So then the 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 franchise will just go on ice. You know? Yeah.
1: Exactly. They're going to think that well nobody bought this and nobody liked it. We had to kill it. No one wants this. No, you just fucked up. Yeah. Do better. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. There's a reason why like. I still think Marvel 2, or, you know, versus Capcom 2, and even versus 3, you know, is is great, because those are great games. Like, they just are. Yeah, you know?
0: Marvel 3 was fantastic. I
1: really enjoyed that game. It's the only game that like, I ever almost bought twice. You know, because it was just like, Ultimate Edition like, half year later, and I was like, uh, that sucks, but I really want it. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's crap, but um, yeah. Yeah. That's sad. That's really unfortunate. It is.
0: It sure is. Here's something, though, that is, uh, more upbeat, which is that Mario Kart 8 has released a free Breath of the Wild update, which adds the champion's tunic Link and his motorcycle from the Breath of the Wild DLC to the game.
1: Oh my god, so can he be shirtless in this one too? Can you just take off the shirt and have him drive the motorcycle into the sunset? I don't
0: think so. Uh, I don't think so. I think he's he's gotta keep his shirt on for this uh, affair. (laughs) Damn it. And, and, you know, I, I I recently got a Switch, so I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart 8, and I think it's pretty damn cool that, you know, they're releasing content for this game uh, that has been out for a while. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, like three or so years, right? Yeah. I think it's pretty cool they're releasing content for a game that's been out for a while that I just got, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I only got, you know, the 8 Deluxe version, like, last year, right? I, I didn't nearly put enough time into it as I should have by now, but... It was crazy for me to load that shit up, see, like, 30-something characters, and I'm just like, oh my god, they're actually adding more to this? Like, how? It's it's already insane. There's so much to do in that game, and the fact that they just want to give more to it? Like, Mario games get the love, man. They really do, you know? They they don't putz around. And, like, if you haven't played 8 Deluxe on the Switch, like, seriously, it's it's it is the primo game of Mario Karts in my eyes, and I've played a ton of them, so... Too many thousands of hours. And god damn, is this one good. Yeah. Also, Pete whipped my ass in it. (laughs) She's really saying something, so.
0: Yeah, we should do something with that. I think it'd be fun to have a group. uh, I gotta get better, but yes. (laughs) I I have to get better myself. I thought I was good, and then a friend of mine uh, proved me wrong. Because he's really good Mm. at
1: drifting, and I didn't realize how Mm -hmm. impactful that was, so. That's what Pete did to me. I was like, yo, I got this. I can race. And he was like, you're not drifting enough. I'm like, I drift all the time. He's like, you got to drift 24 yeah. 7. I was like, oh, shit, dude. Yeah, he Pete, Pete's just drift master, man. There you go. He drifts straight. That's insane. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Middle Earth Shadows of Wars, one update to re- rule them all, removes all microtransactions from the game. So, uh, those of you who have been listening to us for a while or follow this stuff on your own will recall that when this game came out, initially, it was panned for having microtransactions more suited to a mobile game than the $60 AAA title that it was. Now, that's not a denigration of mobile games. It's just that typically when you spend $60 on a boxed game, you don't expect to be bombarded with really heavy microtransactions as well. Uh, so, the update does more than just that. It tweaks the post-game and adds some new skins and different things like that. Uh, do you think that this is a good move? Now, it makes the game more appealing, for sure, but if you've already poured a ton of money into the game, isn't this, you know, a slap in the face? Don't you feel, you know...
1: So, yeah, like, very complicated, this, this story, is like... You know, obviously starts up the reason these mega transactions were so bad and egregious was because it gave you, like, orcs in the game, which basically is the point of the game, to get orcs and, you know, progress. Uh, so it, it sort of broke it. It was very pay-to-win in that respect that you could just gamble through to get the thing that's, that counts. So that sucks. Uh, there's a group of people like me who always wanted to play this game and love the first, didn't ever play it because of these mega transactions. So... I see it as them appealing to the like to me, you know, like, hey, we, we got rid of them. Right. Yeah. But I think it's a huge slap in the face to everyone who actually stuck through with this game. You know, however much crap they had to deal with, um, probably are done with it now because they've had enough, you know, and not like even a negative way. Maybe they really enjoyed it. But I don't think the people who bought it originally yeah. are still playing it and going to go back because, oh, now the microtransactions aren't there. It's like, no, they've they've had their fun. So it's nothing more than a cash grab, which is fine you gotta make money for your company um it's it's really annoying for me to see them look at all of the uh the negative response to this right let it run its course say bullshit answers like it's to help player choice and it's like okay well you just put a patch that destroys player choice as you said so like what is it you know like i don't expect them to always be on the up and up but that's it's a, it's an egregious level of annoyance to see them do this you know yeah and and frankly like uh i i still want to play it but like i don't want to give these bastards any more than like five bucks for it so and and it's it's late to the party for me now like it's the level of enthusiasm i had for it has been thoroughly destroyed i don't think it's a bad game i don't think anything like that it's just it's so much later yeah um that like i'm not gonna drop you know maybe 10 but that's just because there's other things i want that are new and and you took so long to do this. It's a great update, sure, but it should have been done like as soon as the uh as soon as you could have, you know, listened to players, gained some, you know, goodwill. I think it probably would have sold even better than they thought of uh if they had listened to people a little bit. And and it really sucks to me like, you know, I feel bad for those other people who had to deal with this shit. So
0: I think you're right, and I also think that At least in my opinion as someone who doesn't care about this game and is not interested it comes across really badly that they waited a whole year to do this because it seems like well let's just rake in as much cash as we possibly can and
1: then change Mm -hmm. things you know down the road once we don't care as much about how the game performs the final cash grab is changing the microtransactions people didn't left off because that must have petered out and they made their money off of it and they're like well we'll just try to make one last wave of sales like that's just pisses me off a little bit, you know. To know that they did it that way, it's like they just said, fuck it. We're gonna just suck them dry, you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, it just sucks. Yeah.
0: So that's that's unfortunate uh, for anyone who has been playing that game. Uh, but I don't think it, I don't think this is gonna necessarily bring in a ton of new people.
1: No, unless they put the game on like eighty percent sale or something. Right. Like that. Th- then I'll probably get it for five bucks. <laughs>
0: So, No Man's Sky next launches July twenty fourth, uh, cool. and this is this is a giant update for No Man's Sky, which is adding multiplayer. Uh, multiplayer was implied to be a launch feature before the really bad um, launch of the game a couple years ago. Now, which is crazy that they're, you know. Oh my
1: god! Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> it's been that
0: long. Yeah, it also. Uh, has some graphic changes um, and adds a whole bunch of different stuff to it. There's a trailer out for this. Now, I have not only never played No Man's Sky, but I have no real idea what it is. and I don't necessarily care about it. So, Thompson, you seem to have a better handle on this than me. So, why don't you tell me what this is, um, what this update really is doing, and why this matters.
1: Alright, so basically... No Man's Sky was a space exploration game at its core with some light Minecrafty elements, you know, you don't necessarily build Minecraft style, but you do mine things and you, you know, get resources and fuel and you have a ship. You go around the universe. Um, what what people had a big stink about was that the guy making the game uh, it was it was very ambitious and people kept saying like, "Oh, it was going to be multiplayer" and he just kind of said yes to everything that people said. So the idea was like, hey, hey, can we run into other players? And he's like, yeah, I mean, it's a huge universe, but yeah, sure, you know. Um, the, you know, when it came out, it turned out that the chances of actually running into another player were like 10 billion to one or something because of the way that the game works. So it wasn't really multiplayer. You know, there was a lot of things like that where he didn't lie about it, but he kind of said like, yeah, sure, you can do this or you can do that. And then it turns out like half of the things weren't really nearly as fleshed out as promised. So, from what I understand, they have been keeping at it since, you know, it came out. It definitely didn't get great reviews because of these reasons, but um, just about everything from what I understand has been patched out, and, you know, they've he's been constantly um, trying to bring the game up to the, the level that was, was said that it was going to be, right? So this update seems to be, like, like the 2.0, like, big, you know, push to, to finally get it where it was supposed to be at, like, launch, huh. you know? Um, which, I mean, I haven't played it beyond, like, the beginning. I played with, like, a friend a little, and I didn't enjoy it then. Uh, from what I understand, though, it, it has, like, a really interestingly strong community now. Right. Like, like, this is, like, um, it's, it's kind it of reminds me of, like, Heroes of the Storm a little bit, because, um, it's, like, the game was, like, there, and people liked it, but even people like me, I liked it trailed off. 2.0 brought me back, like hard, you know. So I feel like this is this is actually really good for this game um cuz it's not dead. Um I just think it hasn't ever had any good press since it came out even though like a ton of patches have came out and by all accounts like from what I understand most things seem to be fixed, you know. Um it it, it seems like it seems like this is the the last, you know, big one to make it near like what was promised originally. So okay. Hopefully that's Hopefully it is, you know? I don't know 100% what it's really going to change, but I've heard good stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, You know, Heroes is a good example. That's a game that was not super good before the 2.0 relaunch, if you will. It was a solid game, to be sure, but there were a lot of things that needed to be tweaked and worked on, and when they re-released it, the... Um, this, the item system was better. The Everything about it was better. I, I would say across the board, it's generally agreed that it's a much, much, much better game than it had been prior to uh, 2.0. So, hopefully this has the same effect. Uh, every, every time this gets brought
1: up on the show, this game, you guys kind of crap on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, because like... I just don't think we've ever given it a chance since the beginning, and I've just heard a ton of people, like, stand up for it recently, which is interesting, so... I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it sucks to me, but, like, eh.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, our, our last bit of news here is actually about something that's kind of gone under the radar. But it's a very, very interesting topic, and... Uh, it's going to lead us into our main topic here. Uh, so, Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game that is doing very, very, very well right now um, and making a ton of money, but uh, has come under fire recently for uh, what has been revealed to be a very, a very complicated issue uh, because a paid influencer... Who has basically the best account in Marvel Strike Force. So he's got the best characters. He's number right. one in the arena. All that jazz. Okay. Um uh, He's 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 paid. He's paid to play the game. And Marvel Strike Force gives him everything that he has, pretty much. And so this came out Interesting. Because he he was <sighs> He was the very first player uh, who t- t- to become level 65. so that was the mm-hmm. new level cap that came out
1: um, and but he was paid so right and so did he really become 65? Well so the thing <laughs>
0: is that they give him basically you know with a lot of these games you need in this in this game you need campaign points to be able to progress through the game and mm-hmm. get XP. That's how you. Like
1: boosters and stuff? Uh, no, like. Um,
0: I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, uh, in order to play the game and make moves through the campaign um, to, to clear nodes, this makes a lot more sense if you've ever played another mobile game similar to this. Yeah, yeah. Um, you need campaign energy.
1: Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. I get
0: it. And so the, his account had uh, like 100,000 plus campaign energy.
1: So he was good for him. He could just keep exactly. playing. Exactly. Right.
0: He could play nonstop. And if you could play nonstop, then you would have the best account, which he had. He got to level 65 in two weeks, which is impossible to do for anyone else. And so players noticed this and they started to question him. And he released a video where he admitted that he had a relationship with FoxNet and that he was hired by them to, quote, help them with advertising and marketing. Uh, And part of that work meant that he received a large gift of resources to my, his account, so that I can make high-quality content. Now, uh, if if you have any idea about, like, Instagram or any social media and paid influencers who promote a product uh, it's illegal for you to promote that product without ad- admitting somewhere in your post that you are being paid to do so it's like on television if you've ever seen a commercial with a famous person or even if they're not famous if they're pretending to be if they're pretending to be an, interested in a product but they're actors at some point in the commercial it has to say that so, on the bottom of a commercial, it'll say, these are paid actors, right? Uh, that's that's what you have to do. And so, this guy never admitted until now that he was being paid by Foxnext Fox Next, to do this. Uh, and so, as a result, uh, his account was completely scrubbed. Hmm. Uh, he deleted the video himself because Foxnext asked him to do this um because his statement makes it look like he was a staff employee when he was a paid influencer which is a different thing um and uh so fox next released a a a uh an explanation not an apology but an explanation that essentially says uh while Nightly Gaming, who is the YouTube content creator, uh, while Nightly Gaming is a content creator we've partnered with on occasion to create sponsored video guides, which we host directly on our website, he is not a Fox Next employee or Marvel employee. As each of those guides has been posted, we have ensured that we they were labeled as sponsored, both in the title and in the, the video itself, and that he mentioned his sponsorship in the beginning of each segment. To assist him in creating these videos, we gave his account Free Campaign Stamina. He was also set up to do this work in the production environment, where he could use that stamina to level up and climb the power leaderboard within the same pool as our real players. That's a huge problem. In order to prevent this type of issue in the future, we will be setting up a test server where anyone we work with in this fashion can log in and capture content without any impact to the live game or leaderboards. We've deleted the account's progress from the power leaderboard and will be permanently removing the account itself. We want to be as transparent with you as possible about this situation and any content created within Marvel Strike Force that we're involved with. Thanks, and we look forward to seeing you in-game.
1: That's that's a lot. Um, I like the the words real players in there. That, that really got me tickled. Ugh. Now, I
0: <laughs> play mm-hmm. Marvel Strike Force, so mm-hmm. this issue is something that I'm clear, I'm keenly aware of because the Reddit thread or the Reddit subreddit for this game has exploded given this issue and the reason why it's such a big problem other than the fact that what he's doing is illegal by not clearly stating even though they say in the video that he clearly states that he's a Fox Next employee I never knew that and no one else knew that um, right. but the problem is that If you're doing the arena and let's say you're the number two player, being number two in the arena is extremely difficult because people who are whales thrive in this game and they're spending real money to be that good. So if you're the number two player and he's number one, his rewards are better than yours for being the number one player and you the number Mm -hmm. two. But he didn't earn his spot and you did. Because he didn't right, pay. And you're going
1: to be spending a ton of money exactly. to even get to that spot, and probably to usurp the number one player, who you can't because you know he's got his stuff for free. Exactly.
0: So hmm. very, very big, dicey issue, and a lot of people have been submitting complaints to the Better Business Bureau, and I'm wondering if uh, if anything's going to come of that.
1: This is interesting, man. Like it's it's one thing to just not explain where you're getting paid from, you know, for something. It's another one where it leads people to toss their money uh, at a company fervently because of that little mistake. You know, like if, if, you know, if he was just like, here's OxyClean, you know, (laughs) like, you know, it's like, whatever, we've all heard of that before, but if he's the number one dude on the game that's promoted and all that stuff, he's going to, he's going to be the flagship for this. You know what I mean? Because of that. Um, Especially because it hasn't, I'm assuming they haven't had other people uh, either, on the list or get caught you know i don't know like that's the weird part too i wonder how many other agents they have in 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 there that that they don't consider them real players either so that's that's interesting well they're not staff obviously but they're paid to be influencers but i just think that they know that it's usurping their market by doing it. and it's yeah Our number one guy is not even a real player (laughs) there are other
0: influencers who are known within the community but okay, those yeah, but... people have been way more transparent. And, okay, and they're
1: not, like, 65 first. Right, so... they're
0: also not being given those kinds of perks. They're paid, and they have a relationship with Fox Next, who is the developer of the game, but they yeah, don't yeah. have perks to their accounts that we don't know about that are cr- giving them an unfair advantage.
1: Yeah, nothing egregious, at least. Exactly. They're not. It's not like destroying the balance. I can imagine that would piss off uh the especially the people who like top 10 or whatever yeah. even top 1000, you know. It's like the really top players who drop serious cash on this are probably even more pissed, you know, because of the they, they weren't going to beat him. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so,
0: that conversation is going to take us into our uh main topic or meat and potatoes, I guess it's meat and potatoes on the show. Um Uh, So what I want to talk about is whether or not mobile games get a bad rap. So on this show, we've frequently trashed mobile games and uh, a lot of people trash mobile games. Um, But I think that there's a conversation worth having there because I think that there are some clear positives to what mobile games bring to the table within the spectrum of the gaming world. So one thing that often gets said that I want to outright disagree with right now before we even go any further is people will say, well, mobile gaming is not gaming. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. Gaming is gaming. Whatever game you're playing, that's, that's a video game, that's gaming. You know, that's it. It stops and ends there.
1: Yeah, and it's a video game, so...
0: exactly. Uh, and it's real gaming. It's not different gaming, you know, in a drastically different way that that makes it less than whatever it is that you do. It's as equal to what you do as anything else. Is it more casual? Mm, I think it's more casual, friendly. Uh, and a big question is: is that to the detriment of gaming as a whole? Is it bad for gaming that most people who play games? <laughs> Sorry, (laughs) isn't that most people who play games are casual gamers? Um, are there mobile games that you enjoy? You know, I I think there's a lot of conversation to be had there. So, what do you think? There is.
1: Um, Bless your games. Um, for the first part i i think yeah i agree like gaming is gaming and obviously like if it's not for you it's not for you i mean if you're like a pro at doing something you don't have to you know be mad that people want to play games that aren't your game um i think a great example of, of this like but just in a different light is something like people suggesting an easy mode for dark souls um people go insane when you say that you know they're like how could you you destroy that no i i love those games to death i wouldn't personally play an easy mode but i for all of the people who can't uh get into it because it's too hard or something or they don't want to commit that much time because because you know it's rewarding but maybe it's too much you know yeah that's fine if if somebody wants to play my game on easy mode i'd be more than willing to have a dark souls easy mode if i can get someone into it so in that light i think for me it's a great example um if it's just because it's not the level of complexity or whatever you want for your games, doesn't mean it's not a game, you yep. know? And uh, I think that attitude is, is pretty sour. I think you should want more people to, um, cause, cause you know, like if you can get your foot in the door, you'll learn and do better and you'll improve and you'll eventually want to do something more complex. Um, nobody just like kicks the door in and starts like pro Starcraft two league, you know? <laughs> right. So that's crazy. But for, yeah, I, I agree on that point entirely. Um, as far as, like, mobile games that are good, like, there's there's very few that I have played because I'm very selective about that stuff, because I do have a, a bias toward them, you know, when you look at the store and there's 50,000 apps of the same type, you know, I don't want to go for the shit ones, yeah. but there are games, like, great example, Pete always talks about Animal Crossing, the pocket camp, like, it's not for me, but I know for a fact that that's a game that if I was gonna, you know, play a game, I'd say, like, well, people play this, you know, this is, like, not shit, you know, it's, uh nintendo title with it fire emblem heroes i played um that was incredible you know i mean i I never once wanted to i mean like i know they're mobile games so you're gonna probably spend money or have to be like uh pushed toward that at least but i never once spent money on fire emblem heroes and i got like everything i wanted out of it you know i think just because it's a mobile game doesn't make it like bad in any way right um they like you, you play this Marvel one. I've not played it. I, if you put time and effort into anything, um, and you show you care about it, and not just, you know, like it could have just been like any other Marvel game, you know, just like, oh, look, it's a Marvel game, but it's on a phone. Yeah. But if you put a little bit of time and love into it, it's a good game, you know, that's 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 kind of how most of these work. I mean, um, which, uh, Fall Shelter, I've been playing, you know, like back in the day, I really like did everything I wanted, but. Um, at the last E3 thing, we heard that that was like one of the most played games that Bethesda's ever yeah. done, and that like blew me away because like I loved it, but I didn't think everyone played it. You know, I didn't look at the download numbers at the time to think that so many people at least tried it is is wild. You know, and that's just because Bethesda like put their name on it, pretty much. Yeah, it's like it's a good title. You know, that alone got me interested.
0: Yeah. Uh So. You, you mentioned that I started playing this Marvel Strike Force game. I've been playing mm-hmm. for almost two months, and this is really my first foray into
1: uh, mobile games. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not, like, years of experience. I probably only started two years ago on yeah. a couple, so...
0: I <laughs> played a game called Marvel uh, Avengers Alliance, but it was on Facebook. Okay. So I think
1: I remember that. Yeah. I don't
0: know if that counts. Yeah. I guess it does.
1: Um I think like Farmville on Facebook was like the advent like right. child of this yeah, stuff, you know. Yeah. Like that is really much like like mobile games became that, but they weren't really on phones back then because they weren't good enough. That was just the limitation. So, but like yeah, like that's I I would kind of count it as a mobile game. Sure.
0: So so my experience has been positive and negative. So I'm a I'm a lifelong gamer. I'm someone who has played hardcore games. I play World of Warcraft at a very high level. You know, the, all that, right? Um, and now here's this game that most of the people who play it are fairly casual. And, you, you know, they spend money, right? This game makes 40 yeah. thousand dollars a, a day. Uh, the, the, it's making money hand over fist. That's crazy. Yeah. And the reason that it's able to do that is because... As we've talked about on the show before, it absolutely preys on your, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? It preys on the, well, the gambler in you. It's
1: yeah, and it incentivizes you and it gives you the little burst of feel good, you know, right. chemicals, and, and they really are funneling you toward that system. Sure. Yeah,
0: and these people are scientists, right? <laughs> like they know, yeah. they know how to how to do that. <laughs> I've always prided myself in games like this, like I played Hearthstone. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. whatever game that allows you to spend money to progress, I always try to not do that. And so... I'm the same way. Right. Uh,
1: I mean, I'm for like Hearthstone or whatever, like if they had like a $5 pack where you get like 10 boosters, it's like, sure, you know, right. whatever. Like, But like, yeah, I don't spend money on these little things. Yeah. Because I want to like play them, you know? Exactly. Like, and do it myself as much as I can. So you hit that like wall sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And,
0: and, and for sure, I've hit that wall a couple of times. Um, but the the point of what I'm wanting to say is that, on the one hand, as someone whose life has changed since I was a young kid, right, I don't necessarily have the same amount of time to mm-hmm. sit and play the same game for, like, you know,
1: hours and hours and hours and hours, right? Yeah, like those eight hour stints just plop down. And exactly.
0: Do That's rare for me now. Uh, but I do have 30 minutes now 30 minutes you know in a couple hours and whatever however that shakes out to play this mobile game and so it allows me to be engaged with gaming more often throughout my day but in a less sort of stressed you know intense uh uh even structured right, you know exactly like time for it, exactly and yeah, and that's a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of mm-hmm. fun for me as somebody who loves games, but can't always devote all my time to one game. Being able to play one game all throughout the day, but not in a structured way, like you said, is, is really enjoyable. I think that's the best part yeah. about mobile games.
1: Yeah, honestly, like that's what um got me with Fallout Shelter was like there really isn't a uh, re- there really isn't a wall for it. Like I never I beat it like pretty much i don't know how to explain it better than that like i did pretty much everything like i built to the bottom you know and all this stuff and uh it's it's weird to think that that's a game that like sure I, at any given time could have done it but i just kept um commuting to new york city and i was on the boat ride every morning and, and at night and it's like you know that was enough time for me to play yeah. it um through throughout like half a year that i i I just didn't even realize how far I got into it. And I was like, oh shit, I did it. And like, I didn't even pay anything. Um, it, it was perfect for those things. Cause I, I just was itching to, you know, get my mind off of something, you know? Um, you know, it was like, I'd sit on my ass, just like read Facebook or something, you know, otherwise. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll do this. Um, I, I love Elder Scrolls Legends, right? I know that's not like a mobile game originally. It's a digital card game, but when it came to phones, I was like ecstatic. Cause that's when I was like, just, you know, stopping to play that game a little bit. And then all of a sudden, I was like, hey, man, if I'm at work and take a break, I could just do this one round, you know? And, like, I'll do one round of that. And that, um, sure, it's a digital card game, but now it's on the phone. So, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of a mobile game. And obviously, it's got microtransactions. So, it's kind of evolved into that more, um, depending on how you want to play it. You don't ever have to put money in it. But um, it's things like that that I think, like, people forget, like, the, these experiences are still, like, gaming experiences. You know, they're, they're not just to, like less because they're on a phone right you know um to make a counterpoint to, to all this crap though we get shit like commander and conquer rivals which pisses me off <laughs> because it's like that may not be a bad game i'm not sure yet but like to put a game like that into this category sometimes this is like insane so like that's what i was saying before like it's not like another farted out like marvel game you yeah know? um you you really aren't pulling the wool over my eyes on that one you know it's like I'll try it soon, I guess, but I'm so bitter about it. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if I can yet, you know, see my beloved franchise get shot down. Sure. Um, But, you know, like these games, these games are are great for moments like that, too. Like I know Pete talks about uh, the um, Pocket Camp Animal Crossing game, like like the way that you can jump in and out of that game lends itself really well to mobile games. I thought that's what's really good about, like, Fallout Shelter. Like, you don't have to commit, like, time blocks. You can just jump in, touch a couple things, get out. And that's really all you need to do for some games, you know? Just keep you just engaged enough. Yeah. Obviously, there's timers in a lot of games, but, you know, they're not too
0: bad. Well, and so I think we talked a little bit about uh, the darker side of this, right? Which was... Mm you know the the story that led us into this subject with fox next and, and marvel strike force yeah,
1: yeah those
0: kinds of things happen and sure. these games undeniably and i can say this now um f- with more in a more educated way because i i've now experienced it. these games prey on you they absolutely oh, yeah. do if yeah if if i didn't if i wasn't dead set on like, a pride thing of wanting to beat these games or get as far as possible without spending money. If I didn't have that perspective, who knows how much money, you know, I would spend on a game like this.
1: I I know that, um you know, like, I have that system going on too, man. Like, I don't want to spend anything on it because I like to feel the accomplishments for myself, you know. Right. Um, but the other thing too is, like, I don't really have disposable income. So, like, if I did, and if I was just, like, yeah $500 doesn't mean anything (laughs) to me um if that was the case uh I think sure I'd like joining the game but I might cave a lot quicker knowing I could just pass a couple things right um and that that's that's crazy you know that like um I know that they prey on you but like a lot of the ones that I like don't seem to be like too bad about it you know they're not like like fucking do this man or you're not playing the game you know I think one of the funniest examples was like I don't really like Harry Potter that much, but like they had that Harry Potter game. For yeah, them, yeah. And there was these timers, right? So like the one timer uh, for the one part, if if you gotta like pay gems or whatever the hell it was to progress, and they stop you at like scenes of the story. One of them was like your kid, like your the avatar is getting like strangled. So it's like teenagers being strangled by like vines or something, and it like leaves you there at the timer screen, and it's like pay gems to continue. or twelve hours of watching this guy get strangled and like. <laughs> it's it's literally thematically saying like you know like come on man like we're, we're bringing it out of you now you yeah like pay this reason
0: for 12 hours
1: yeah it's like something it was like a timer event like that and it's just the background was you getting strangled <laughs> that's funny. so when you have that i mean i'm not sure they thought ahead of time what people might read into that a little bit um so you know like consider <laughs> I, I i like i also think it's funny that um that like for like Harry Potter, like they knew that they were gonna get sales, you know. Of course. And they're like, "We'll just do that for this. Like, who cares?
0: We'll strangle them." <laughs> of course. And one of the things so. that's so crazy to me is that these games are are almost copy paste, and you mm-hmm. just put, some of them, yeah. You know, you put a Marvel skin, you put a Harry Potter skin, you've got a game, you know.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. You don't even need to think of new stuff, Right,
0: and the systems can all essentially remain the same.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of messed up. Uh, that's why you get, like, clones of clones. And uh, it's. I, I imagine, like, if you're a mobile game developer, it must be, like, hell on earth because you've got 10,000 versions of every game coming out consistently, and you're just fighting for space. There's no space yeah. left. And the really good ones are going to, you know, stay there and, and make money. But um, there's always, like, another push for the next because there's never enough space. So they're always like, shit, we got to put out the next wave of this or the next type of this or and you know, like Plants vs Zombies came out and everyone's like, "Oh, crazy." And then you saw like 10,000 versions of it. Right. Um so it like it sucks. It's a, it's a, it must be the most competitive market for gaming. Absolutely. At this point, right? There's nothing left uh, cuz also the sheer volume that people can make these, you know. They themselves you can make a game and then reskin, like, two things and call it a different letter or a different name and put out ten versions of your own game within a day, sure. you know? I mean, and that's not to say that it's not smart because when you're fighting for that much, you know, and, and, and it's, you know, mobile games are primarily done through the phone and, like, tablets and stuff. So, you know, that... Um, the mentality of someone going on there isn't, like, let me read, like, the long 10-page article. It's, let me get some, you know, quick fix on this thing. Right. So, you know, you need to bombard people with this information, you know. And it's just crazy sometimes. I th- it's crazy to find the real <clears throat> game, even. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I, I think that one other wrinkle to this story is, uh, is kids. <clears throat> so... Yeah, for sure. With Marvel Strike Force, you are definitely encouraged. Not... not Like, it's not really bad the way that they sort of push you to spend money, but you're encouraged. Mm -hmm. They put up offers. The offers are god awful. They're really bad. Like, hey, here's $50. Pay $50 to get half of a character. Like, you need X amount of shards to get a character. Here, pay $50 to get (laughs) half a character, or pay $50 to get a full character, whatever. Most people who play the game are aware that those offers are bad. And they're yeah. only there for the whales. The people, whales, you know, if you're not familiar with the lingo, whales are people in games like this who have a lot of expo- expendable cash, and they will pay money, ridiculous amounts of money, to for get anything. whatever they want to get. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah, aware for of... for anything and everything. Yeah. I'm aware of people who spend $100 a month on this game. Right? And that's, that's, like, the low end.
1: just, like... Yeah, no, that's not even a whale by their standards. That's like a dolphin. Uh, that would be... Yeah, yeah, right, the mid-tier wants yeah. for them, because, like, they want you to spend a full game's worth every month, you know. The 60 or $50 to 100 a month is, is great for them. That's what they're aiming for. But the whales, my God, some of those people 500 uh, a week if they yeah. need, you know. Or if they want. It depends, you know. Exactly. And
0: then... <clears throat> so, that's, it's, and I don't have a real problem with that. I think it's, again, I think it's predatory. But if you have enough money to spend $100 a month on a video game, the same game, then whatever that's your cash you can do whatever you want and it is what it is.
1: Must be a great game, right? I guess <laughs> that's
0: how I see it. <laughs> uh, but for with kids, obviously they don't have any money, right? Um, no. And they don't understand the value of money. So you know if you're if you're if you're using your mom's phone and you don't know any better and you're just pressing buttons and you end up buying you know spending a hundred dollars in Marvel Strike Force you know
1: yeah yeah. that's messed up and that does happen too how many times you hear a story about kid charged you know even this is years ago before we even had mobile gaming really out there people would be like oh they're ten thousand dollars on a text bill like how the hell did that happen and it's like that shit was going on before it was video games before they were trying to like suck the money out of you right so now you get a kid that just wants to tap the screen and go to the next thing and if, if if every screen says hey you need five bucks to do this like the kids like yeah whatever fuck it you just hit it you know two hours later you're at like a couple hundred bucks yeah and, and it's it's insane how some of them just let you do that so fast you know um so easily and you know uh, i i think that's like one of the call signs of like one of the shitty ones really if you can like you know See the next every next screen is like 5 bucks 5 bucks 5 bucks obviously like you're not going to get anything out of it the game is just there to like push you. Right. That's it. But I'm sure behind the Marvel thing there's actual like strategy and stuff like the Fire Emblem yeah, one is. Fallout one um uh, you know uh they have like you know you have to sit there and plan a little bit before you go in there's actual like stuff to do it's not just a, a money screen you know. Right.
0: But so uh the point that I was getting towards <laughs> is that I'm normally on the side of hey parents do better right. Yeah and I and, I, and yeah. I firmly believe that. However, these games don't seem or at least this game. I haven't played enough to say these games. This game doesn't tell you there's no prompt, hey, there are purchases in these in this game. Get your, you know, if you're under 18, get your parent so that they know, you know, what it is. Mm-hmm. Um something like that I think is perfectly fine to add to this game. And I don't think that parents listen. If you're if you're a parent right now, let's say you're let's say you're, you know, whatever, forty years old. Maybe you grew up with games. Maybe you didn't. Let's say you did. You're a you're a busy person. You know, you've got kids. You want to give them a game so they'll shut the hell up, leave you alone, right? You don't necessarily you're not necessarily plugged in to mobile gaming. And if you're not and you don't know what's going on, you could have a bill racked up. You know, Very that you don't even know about until you see your bill at the end of the month, and it's like, what the hell is this? And so, I guess I'm trying to say I think mobile games get a bad rap, but I think that these developers could do more to not use such predatory tactics, uh, <clears throat> especially when it comes to children. I don't think that's fair. Um, adults, whatever, it's your money. Be stupid if you want to. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that. We have to accept at this point in, in in gaming that mobile games are here to stay. It's the most profitable game uh, way to make games
1: uh, oh for sure.
0: and we have to learn to live with it and they're, they're, and that there's fun to be had
1: yeah i think I think a big uh, thing to remember is like even when say like the Atari came out, right, they just shout out every game they could and most were bad and it was just because hey look at this new system you know like et is a great example like it was one of the worst games ever that they had to bury in the desert yeah and they just made it because they made it you know because they said fuck it they're gonna buy it you know like the kids are gonna buy it that they didn't have the digital marketplace like they do now um so like these predatory tactics really came around like to the light i guess but they They've been there, you know. It's like they've, but they've had like the chance to grow and all that shit right. with this kind of marketplace. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, too, just like you know, the Atari coming out. Eventually, you know, the the fad wears out, and like it took a long time to settle in what games are. Like there was no book on really how to make games back then, even. So it's just like, you know, this is what games were everything. Then then they tighten them up. You know, mobile games haven't been around for twenty years, so. I have good faith in, in that eventually the market will like constrain itself a little bit you know and I think that eventually we're gonna get more solid titles you know like more quality ones and the more that we get of them even one more pulls away you know X amount of people from all the really just crappy ones I mean, obviously kids are gonna you know do their own thing but I think that like if if you have more good solid titles out there that represent what gaming can become and stuff uh, you know it'll just give it a better like, a better light for for the future of it. More people will be enticed to do that, too, especially if it gets good, positive reactions out of it, you know? Uh, the the money that they get in, you might get more from suckering people, but in the long run, you know, you're just gonna have to keep doing that with different titles and keep switching around, and I don't know, if, if you want to establish yourself as a company and do that the right way eventually, you know? I'm just saying, like, if Bethesda can put out Fallout Shelter and it destroys... The sales of Skyrim, you know, the name of skills, but more people played than like fucking Skyrim, which has been everywhere and every place forever, and you can't go anywhere without hearing Arrow to the Knee, and it's like, it's like, it, everyone knows Skyrim, you know what I mean? Um, if that, if if Shelter did more, obviously mobile gaming is here to stay. I just think that we need more, you know, titles like that with a little bit, a little bit of pizzazz and a little bit of, uh, sure they'll take your money, but it's not the focus (laughs) sure and and that that should turn the at least you know the slow grind that it's going to be to to make this market better you know yeah
0: yep Uh, i'm with you there and i think that's a fine place to wrap this conversation up uh let us know what you think about mobile gaming do you play mobile games and where do you stand on whether or not they are you know real games even though i you know said flat out that i think they are and you know, they are. Um, everybody. It's not
1: like PUBG. Yeah,
0: that, that, Before the ba- yeah, <laughs> that
1: wasn't
0: Uh So anyway, you can let us know your thoughts by hitting us up in a variety of ways and places. We are on Apple Podcasts, we're on SoundCloud, all other podcast hosting platforms. We are at the Comics Pals, wherever your social media is sold. You can write to us at thevideogamepals.gmail.com if you want to talk about anything we discussed on this or any other episode of the show. And last but not least, we're on YouTube where you can drop us a comment Leave us a like, share this video with your friends, and subscribe to our channel. It helps us out huge. If you are an audio-only listener, still head over to YouTube and help us out, and make sure to hit that notification bell to make sure that you get alerted when we drop our content. Uh, so let's do some plugs. What you got, Thompson?
1: All right, well, you can find me on Twitter at RelicVampire, and uh, this week I just posted a ton of memes and stupid things that made me chuckle. So if you want to get a chuckle and tickle your sides into infinity, Go go look at that. Also, I'm on Palsplay with our good friend Pete, who is supposed to be here doing the show with us, and guess what? He's not. right. And also, guess what? We don't really have Pete for Palsplay, so hey, that's cool. So I'm going to plug a show that I'm not sure is coming out next week, because uh, I'm trying to do some solo stuff, and I'm trying to get that shit working, but uh, we'll see. But hey, man, it's also on YouTube. So remember how Sean said, like, share, and subscribe? Do all that stuff for Palsplay, too. Yeah. It's on the same channel. Yeah. You're already there, right? Yeah. Exactly. Whatever. <laughs>
0: Uh, so Pete is at loud underscore Pete on social media Uh, Andy is tiger underscore millions underscore millions yeah Yeah. and uh, I want to talk about the comics pals Uh, it is San Diego Comic Con weekend so we are talking all about that on the show this week tons of news to discuss Um, and you can find me at Sean Soapbox all over the place so with that, we do the video games pals signing off. Take care, guys.